Welcome to the latest episode of The Big Review Ski. My name is Rory Cashin, and today our special guest is none other than Fra Fee. Who is Fra Fee, you might be asking? Well, he is a Tyrone-born actor who has had quite the climb. It, this year is the 10-year anniversary of his big screen debut when he appeared in Les Miserables alongside Anne Hathaway and Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman. And he's had uh, a very eclectic CV since then. He's had some great Irish entries like The Boys from County Hell and Pixie, but just this last year he made an appearance in multiple episodes of Marvel's huge Disney Plus show Hawkeye. He is lined up to be a part of Zack Snyder's what was once going to be a Star Wars movie, Rebel Moon, and the sort of spin-off, sort of prequel with Josh Gad and Luke Evans, the Beauty and the Beast series, which apparently is coming to Disney Plus in the not-too-distant future. But Fra himself gives some highlights and some backgrounds into all of that and a lot more, including considering this week is, or this month actually, is Pride Month, and this coming week is Dublin Pride Week. Uh, and Fra is one of the... Not too many, but, you know, it's uh, more than what there were before. Publicly out queer uh, actors and performers uh, around. We got chatting about the importance of Pride, especially for those who uh, grew up in Ireland during a specific time a couple of decades ago. Uh, yeah, so a very wide-ranging conversation. You're going to hear uh, his dulcet tones arriving pretty soon. Uh, so sit back and relax and listen to the lovely Fra discuss his career and life to date. Fra, how are you doing today? I'm very good, buddy. How's it going? Really, really good. Such a pleasure to talk to you. First of all, how's London? How's all in uh, in Cabaret? Um, all is good, but I'm not exactly in London right now. I oh. actually moved out to the countryside to a wee place in South Oxfordshire. Um, with my boyfriend, 2020, October 2020, um, so days, uh, days before I got Hawkeye. So I ended up like leaving him by himself for a while. But yeah, we've been here and I'm commuting in uh, to London to do the show, staying in London two nights just before the two show days to make it a wee bit easier. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's lovely. I'm fairly shattered, but the show is class. You know, it's an amazing production of a pretty brilliant musical. And uh, yeah, have, I'm having a blast. It's great. Yeah, because I've I, I was in London just last week, and unfortunately, the timings just did not align. But yeah. I have nothing but incredible things about the production. Yeah. So yeah, it is insane. And like, I I take no credit for how brilliant the production is because take, take a little <laughs> bit, a little bit. I, can I? Like it, it was lauded with all of its praise and reviews and all of these awards, um, and then and then I just sort of stepped into it uh, and just I'm riding on the wave of its success essentially, which is which is very nice. But yeah, it is it's pretty extraordinary. It's pretty extraordinary. So musicals, uh, yeah. nice segue because doing a little bit of a dive on your own uh, IMDb page, your first one is Les Misérables. Mm. 10-year anniversary yeah. this year. Is it 10 years? Yeah, 2012. Yeah. That'd be right. Yeah. Any well, outstanding memories of that one? I mean, I will always be very, very thankful to Lemes. It has, it has sort of been my bread bone, like, you know, from doing the show in London and then, and then the, 
the movie which happened as a result of that, which was just such a big stepping stone. And that's where I met Eddie and that's how we formed this friendship, which is very, very nice to sort of be having a bit of a reunion, uh, passing a ship sort of way with Calbury. Um, but, and you know, and then and then subsequently, like with the loads of teaching that I've done in between jobs, inevitably sort of is around lame is because it's so um universal and kids love it and all that stuff so i've got a lot to be very very thankful for i suspect it won't ever leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) but you know it'll always be a part of my life um and it was an amazing year that that year i um i was understudying marius and andras in the west end and you know, I hadn't been working all that long and I just, I'd always dreamt about being in the show. I couldn't really believe it. And then I was just in it at the right time for Tom Hooper to be looking for, and Cameron McIntosh to be looking for young men to be in the movie. So obviously loads of students to cast. And so it was just, it was just the perfect, perfect storm really. And um, yeah, I, 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 I reckon um, it's definitely uh, part of the reason why I'm, you know, still, still doing what I'm doing. And yeah, I'm very, very, very grateful for it. Well, I, like that was the movie that I guess introduced you to the world in terms of like the mm-hmm. big screen entries. But Hawkeye is, I think, the one that really everyone was like, who's that? Who's that now? Who's that bloke? <laughs> uh, like, can you talk to us a bit about like how that came about? Because yeah. I mean, I can see, I can sort of see that you're wearing a Marvel t-shirt there. Are you? See, it's it's green and Marvel. So I say okay, yeah. But I, funnily enough, my meetings were conducted via Zoom for Hawkeye because it was 2020. Um, so my first edition was on a tape, and and then I had a meeting with the director and the executive producer Trintron, and trying to play it really, really cool and saying. So I think this sounds like a really cool character, even though I knew almost nothing about the character because they're so, so secretive. Um, and at the end of the meeting, once I had, I could feel that it was going very well and they were all very positive. And, I, and then I admitted that I was actually a bit of a freak Marvel fan as well and could have answered the Zoom call wearing my Spider-Man onesie. But I thought that just might have scared them off a wee bit. <laughs> sure. Um, but that we don't need to know. We can suspect, but uh, sorry, my dog's just here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it was it was all conducted remotely, and in many ways, that I mean, it was that was amazing. But also, it, it never made it feel real, you know. So all of a sudden, I'm, I'm cast in this thing. I didn't really know what the role was or what was required of me. Yes, come on, buddy. Sorry. And uh, I've been told I need to learn sign language and all this. Like, like, there was, it was quite overwhelming. But then once I flew to Atlanta, a matter of weeks later, and met all of the team and everyone there is just a fan of the world as well, you know. So you're just immediately put at ease. Like we're just all getting together to have a bit of fun here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had the best time. It was so so class. I loved Atlanta. I loved. Um, the actors I was working with and the, the directors and the team. And it was it was just playtime. It really was. It was great. Yeah, I, I spoke to Jeremy um, 
and Haley for it. And it was the, the, the big thing that stuck out was kind of the <clears throat> working your mind your mind around the fact that you're making this huge Christmas production not in Christmas at all. Yeah. When well we we started just before Christmas. Uh, and we went to New York to do some exterior stuff and all of the like so the tree was up and uh, all of the lights but like literally that was first day of shooting was you know December 18th or something and then we're very much not in Christmas for the rest of it um, in burn swelteringly hot Atlanta <laughs> uh, so yeah that was that was funny I mean it's a good thing I'm a Christmas fan because yeah. that would have been a nightmare, you know, for some people. Like, uh, but I, I'm quite happy to sort of live in a world of Christmas most of the year. <laughs> Do you know at all if uh, have there been conversations all about us ever seeing Kazi again? Um, there have been conversations. Okay. <laughs> I love I love speaking to anyone who uh, works a, a part of like these productions because they've all got so good at a. Uh, answering the just the sentence where you're like mm, mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just best to sort of keep keep your mouth shut before you get into any trouble um i mean here like it was no you know everyone's seen the series anyone who's a fan and uh i guess it is completely up to the viewers to as to whether they think kazi is gone or not mm-hmm. you know um Certainly many Marvel characters have survived worse. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, what's a mere a stab wound to the stomach? He's a tough guy. <laughs> and I think I, mean, I may have heard like an ambulance siren in the background. So he may have got on it. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I guess we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see in due course. Absolutely. And then, like, so looking forward, I was... I had I kind of I I remember reading them all individually, but seeing them in a row, I was taken aback by how impressive your upcoming CV is. I'm like, holy shit, he's in he's in so much. Like mm. Rebel Moon, Zack Snyder. That's yeah, yeah. He that's I'm very <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited about that. I mean, I just think Zack's so so cool. He's such an amazing visionary, and as he's so. He's so passionate about what he does, and and I love how this has all come to to fruition for him. You know, mm. it was initially pitched as an idea for Star Wars, and that universe was pitched to you know and that team. And when that didn't pan out, and he had subsequently sort of signed a deal with Netflix, he was like, okay, well, let's just let, let me just make this myself, you know, and. He has got he's got very big plans for it, and I think after I mean he's always had such a, uh, a almost cult following of fan fans, um, but after Justice League, which was just so brilliant, you know, and for everyone to see his edit of it, which I think reached then an even greater demographic of people, um, this has this is a just huge potential, um, mm. and yeah, I'm really really excited. I'm really excited to start. Yeah, we'll see. I'm we'll see how it goes. Yeah, like that. Just the the the, the pitch for it and everything I've read about. Some of the the pre visuals, I guess, that have kind of gone out already. I was like, Ooh, that yeah, looks, that was yeah, good. yeah. I I had him. I had a meeting with the the costume designer, and I was like, Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's like, oh, I can't wait to go into this. Yeah. And then, of course, we've got Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Prince Benoit, I believe. Uh, yes, Prince Benoit. I wonder if he'll ever see the light of day, the poor fella. Um, yes, I mean, that That was, I was very, very excited about that. And I'm not entirely sure what's happened. I mean, like, scheduling is always a thing, but we're unfortunately now in a scenario and the projects are being cancelled left, right and centre because I... Well, I, I had feared that there did seem to be, although there is such a demand for content, of course, like we're all watching stuff from home. It seemed mm. so, so jam-packed. Um, and I hope I hope Beauty and the Beast isn't the isn't one that you know slips through the net in forever. But um it uh it's certainly it's certainly been paused for now. But I was very excited with the original, you know, songs by Alan Menken, who did all of the Disney treasury and uh, so yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see if that if that comes to light. Yeah, because I was I I, I I was looking at the IMDb page for that one as well. It said release date June twenty twenty five. I was like, what? That Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> right, okay. I had no idea. And I was like, that's so far away. How? <laughs> and also, the month is very very specific. I have absolutely no idea if that's happening. Yeah. Um, no, it it was it was very very bizarre. I was all set to be shooting that uh, April of this year. Yes, come on, buddy. It's all right. Two minutes. Is he okay? Uh, he's all right. Yeah, he just wants me to go outside with him. Um. So, uh, we were all ready to start in April of this year, shooting really close to where I live now, which was just a dream scenario. I've, thinking I was going to be picked up from my lovely wee cottage here and just brought straight back, like just how delightful. Um, and, uh, and it was a Thursday night, my American agent called me and she said, we're so, so sorry, but this isn't going ahead right now. Like, and after, this is after I'd been announced, a few other the cast members and I had been announced, Rita Ora had been announced like the mm-hmm. day before, you know, they're sort of big star. Um, and... You know, so I was sort of confused and devastated for about a day, and literally the next day, then I was asked if I would replace Eddie in Cabaret. So it was a bit of a, a roller coaster of yeah. of events and emotions, to to say the least. But it all worked out for the best, you know, because I'm, I'm I'm doing this show which I love, and it's all good. Well, the, the, um, yeah. the like the the movie Beauty and the Beast, it kind of leads nicely into what uh, what I'd like to talk about is that like. I remember when that movie came out first and there was so much conversation around Josh Gad's character. Mm. Um, now, in the years since then, uh, Disney have, in some ways, because I've I've just seen Lightyear, uh, the new Toy Story spinoff. Yes, yeah, yeah. Very strong LGBTQ plus uh, representation in that. Mm. And you see it here and there with, with other projects, but I think Beauty and the Beast got the... the, the, the you know, the stiff end of the stick on it because mm. I think they were like, you haven't done enough. It was mm. just kind of a nod or lip service or something. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious, like, because you're, you're a part of some of these huge projects now. Do you notice a better representation, a better queer or more queer representation in, in large productions like that? Mm. 
I guess those like huge franchises, particularly ones that are that are maybe aimed at at kids and Disney famously, you know, they're so cautious to I mean Disney when you know famously been making stuff for the sort of middle belt of America, you know, the Bible belt as it's called. And, um so it's a big deal to even be having a nod to a, a gay character. And yeah, I remember hearing not the Beauty and the Beast. So when I watched it, I was like, oh, did I miss something? It's not. And because it could easily be sort of interpreted that he's just really fond of his mates or whatever. It's, yeah. it's a bit yeah. of a bromance. And, um, but my attitude, I, I don't like to be sort of a glass half empty fella. You know, like I just think baby steps and, you know, I've been talking about this series loads recently, but my mind has been completely blown by this gorgeous little um, drama on Netflix called Heartstopper. Um, I'm not sure if you've watched it. It's just so like, it's, it's not, it's not like it's life changing writing or anything. The performances are beautiful, but you know, it's, 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 it's just a really sweet teen drama that happens to have, two gay lads or one bisexual one gay boy at the center of the, of the romance you know everything else, else about it is is it's a typical uh, teen school story you know um and i just find it so so moving because i'd never seen anything like that on tv and as a and as a gay man and i never dreamt of seeing something like that when i was a kid you know and if, if that had been there I just maybe wouldn't have felt so odd or strange or scared of who I was, because um, fear was a huge thing, you know, growing up in Catholic Ireland. And mm. so I, I hope that is um, an inspiration to sort of filmmakers and um, storytellers that they can actually go a bit further. You know, they don't need to sugarcoat it or. Um, make it in some way ambiguous or you know make it easy for the viewer like no let's just have a gay character and not have it be about their sexuality necessarily or it doesn't have to be such a tumultuous um uh complicated messy issue it just is you know um so so yeah i mean i was really encouraged by it and they're very moved. <laughs> it was just adorable. Yeah, I, I was um, I was speaking to a number of people about this topic because it's something that comes up a lot for me as well because I am uh, a bisexual mm. man, so I speak to a lot of uh, people about this topic. And I was I saw I was talking to the cast of Fire Island, which just came out on mm-hmm. Disney Plus or Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's Bros, which is the big new comedy uh, from Judd Apatow. Yeah. There's a, a Kevin Bacon horror movie called They Them, which is mm. about uh, conversion therapy, but it's from Blumhouse, so it's another huge thing. Um, so it does feel like this year in particular, all of the the streaming and the production juggernauts are like, okay, we have to do something because it can't just yeah. be what it was before. Yeah, and it does feel like it. Yeah, it is a bit like trying to steer a cruise ship. It's it's incrementally getting better but it is it does appear like that this year is like a watershed moment of everyone has something for all audiences 
Absolutely. Like there's, it's just starting to, it's starting to reflect the world we live in, you know, um, even stranger things, you know, yeah. as, so there's potentially a couple of the main characters there are um, queer in some way. And that, and like, that's just so amazing when you know how many kids are watching that show. Did you finish? Are you, are you a fan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's, uh, God, I'm, love it already, so much. <laughs> I'm already very excited <laughs> for the, uh, the two and a half hour finale oh, that's coming in July. Ring. It's on <laughs> booking the day <laughs> off. <laughs> literally, literally. Uh, yeah. And then for yourself personally, like um this year is the first time we will have to have properly celebrated Pride in a number of years because of you know lockdown and yeah, uh, and then even kind of last year people were like, no, mm, no, nope, nope, I'm just gonna, you know, yeah. give give the world some space and some time. Sure. Um but it, it does feel like this year's Pride has a bit more weight behind it because people are like, mm. I gotta, I gotta get out there and I gotta kind of be with my people and celebrate a bit. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I suspect I will be doing the show whenever the Pride is on in London, but I'll hopefully be able to do what I did in previous years when I was working in the West End over the summer. And it's on a Saturday. And in between shows, you have like an hour and a half and just go out and immerse myself in the in the revelry. Like may, maybe have a half pint and like and just sort of soak it, soak it up just the tiniest wee bit. Um, uh, but yeah, I, Pride um, for me personally, and again, it's, it sort of harks back to the to the Irish upbringing. It's a relatively new term, you know, and um, uh, I and, and and that's a sort of embarrassing truth, but it's it just it just is, you know. I've so much part of so much of my life after coming out, well, up until I came out, and then many years after, was more just coming to terms with who I was, and I guess like accepting it. But the idea of actually like being really proud was was quite new, you know, because that wasn't something I had been encouraged to think and I just hadn't you know I've been conditioned so differently and uh, so it's 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 uh, importance is um, ever greater you know ever every year you know and um, you were all on a journey and um, I am extremely proud of who I am and, but um, yeah it's nice to be reminded each year you know, so and, and so as you say as well, like the fact that we haven't been able to do this together, um, publicly and uh, with you know, um, uh, with such exclaim and and pomp and circumstance and all that, it's really important to be able to do that. And I hope people have a fucking great time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you'll have a great time with your. Your little half. With, half with my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my tiny, tiny, tiny sip of beer before yeah, yeah, I go yeah. off to another show. Yeah. <laughs> and just one last question, if that's okay. Um, you were in The Boys from County Hell. Yeah. You were in yeah. Pixie, which I remember seeing. Yes. It was like one of the, I remember like that was peak lockdown. It was like links sent to your laptop. Oh, totally. Interviews, interviews yeah. with, uh, the, with the 3 um all over Zoom yeah. as well. Uh, all in their individual homes because no one could go anywhere. 
Um, of course, yeah. But for like, so you you're obviously being pulled away into some huge Hollywood productions. But are you still keeping an eye on local Irish productions? Going, oh yeah, I want to want to want to come back and be a part of that. Oh God, I just think Irish. Irish uh, artists are the best storytellers ever. But uh, genuinely, you know, and I think so many people around the world think similarly, you know, and I, I, don't, I don't think I'm necessarily biased. You know, we've mm. just uh, got such an amazing culture of, of storytelling and then such history that comes with it. You know, my favourite my favorite writers are Irish. Um, and yeah, and the, the filmmakers that I've worked with you know, Boys from County Hell was just so, so, so fun. The, the lads from Tyrone that actually made that movie like it was so great. And it's always great to be to be working at home ultimately. You know, it's a wonderful excuse to to be back. It tends to be in Belfast. You know, there's so much film in there. Uh, so yeah, I'd love to do as much work to, at home as possible. But yeah, I think, I just think they're very, very good at it. <laughs> they're really, really good at it. Um, so yeah, Bring it, bring it on. I'm very proud of the Irish um, film industry. It's, it's, a, it's a brilliant thing to talk about whenever you go off and do these jobs in different places, you know. Everyone knows what amazing work is being made back at home. That's that's uh, that's something to be very proud of, for sure. Magnificent. Fra, thank you so much. Happy days, mate. Thanks a million. So that was the very lovely Fra Fee, of course, uh, Irish actor. Um, you can watch the full interview. It's up on YouTube. Or you can, well, not or you should subscribe to The Big Reviews Key wherever you get your podcasts because we are coming back pretty regularly with some of the biggest names in Hollywood and, of course, from Ireland as well. Thank you so much to everyone who's already listened and subscribed. Uh, we will be back again very soon with some pretty phenomenally large celebrities. So stay tuned. Thank you.